Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, the host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you joined us today. We're in a standalone message today entitled, Discerning the Signs of the Times. Let's get to it. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 16, verses 1 through 3, and you don't have to look there unless you have a Bible handy, but if not, just listen. Matthew 16, verses 1 through 3, we read, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. So these are the uh, combined forces of religion, both conservatives and liberals, the Pharisees and the Sadducees there, and they come to the Lord Jesus Christ to try to trip him up. And they were demanding a sign from heaven. And you have to ask yourself, after everything they had seen by this point in the first 15 chapters of the Gospel of Matthew, what more sign should they need? None, that would be the answer. But anyway, we read in Matthew 16, verse 1, the Pharisees also with the Sadducees came and tempting, desired him that he would show them a sign from heaven. Have you ever looked for a sign from heaven? We're talking today about discerning the signs of the times. Verse 2, he answered and said unto them, when it is evening, ye say, it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. Oh, ye hypocrites, ye can discern the face of the sky, but can ye not discern the signs of the times? Wow, he brings it right home to him, doesn't he? Now, there are many of you listening to this episode today that you see what's going on in the world around you. You are discerning the signs of the times. But there probably are listeners today, maybe for the umpteenth time or the very first time, who just don't really understand what's going on in the world. Well, let's go further in the Gospel of Matthew. In Matthew chapter 24, we're going to read initially verses 1 through 3. And I want you to know something before we read this. In the flow of the Gospel of Matthew, when we're reading here in Matthew 24, this is within the very week of the betrayal, the trials, the torture, the crucifixion, death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. So you can be certain if he spoke about this, it was of supreme importance to him. Matthew 24, verses 1 through 3. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? 
Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And is he, that was a shocking thing for these Jewish disciples to hear, by the way. Verse 3, And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, and the Mount of Olives is to the east over against Jerusalem, so they were sitting on that, probably looking right back at the temple. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? Now from verse 3, obviously Matthew goes to verse 4. And you can read there in Matthew 24, starting in verse 4, all the things the Lord Jesus Christ said. And uh, read all the way down to verse 31 in Matthew 24, and you'll see what he talked about. And we're going to hit some of those highlights in just a moment. But I want to go now to Matthew 24, verses 32 to 39. Now, this is the Lord Jesus Christ speaking here, right here. Now, learn a parable of the fig tree. When his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, ye know that summer is nigh. So likewise ye, when ye shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now, when we think about the average professing Christian, they, they go to church, they say they're Christians, they try to be good Christians and all nine yards. Religious people, you know what I'm talking about. When we think of them and, and we think of uh, far too many alleged preachers who fill pulpits and lead churches across the world and across the land, but especially in America, I have two words that will describe the whole bunch. Clueless. <laughs> no, no, right now you're saying, Pastor Ed, I hate to tell you, but that's just one word. I know that. But I say it that way for emphasis, clueless. Way too many pastors today 
are clueless about the times in which we're living. Or even if they themselves understand, they, they won't preach it from the pulpits. So sad. We live in the greatest time of world history. And all people want to talk about is how to have a better Christian life and a better marriage and a better this and a better that. Clueless. Many people who name the name of Christ are completely unaware, oblivious to what's going on around them in terms of Bible prophecy. And I want you to know, now I don't know who's going in the rapture and who isn't. I know true believers are, but I don't know who everybody is. You know, I don't know that. But I'm just saying this. When the rapture of the church occurs, which is an imminent event, there's nothing that has to be fulfilled for that to occur. And if you have a different viewpoint, stow it. I don't want to hear it. I've researched this for 50 years. And I want you to know that not only does the Bible teach a rapture, it teaches it prior to the tribulation. And listen and hear me well, that not only did the apostles teach that, but the early church fathers, that is the next gen of church leadership that the apostles personally discipled, they surely knew what the apostles taught and preached about the return of Christ and the tribulation and the Antichrist and all of that. And the early church fathers give a ringing endorsement to a pre-tribulation rapture. Did you know that? I bet you've never heard that, have you? That's a fact, my friend. So if you have a different viewpoint, then you can hold that viewpoint, but I'm going to go with what the... New Testament teaches, and the Old Testament for that matter, and then the early church fathers who, who were the next generation of pastors after the apostles passed on. So with that in mind, let me give you, and I'm, we're not going to even read the verses. You can go back to Matthew 24 and read from verse 4 to verse 31, and you'll see the things the Lord Jesus Christ talked about. He talked about earthquakes in widespread places. Did you know just this week, like when I would go on YouTube or, or Facebook or somewhere like that, twice within this week alone, there have been major earthquakes that have occurred. There was one on New Year's Day in Japan, and it was a large one. And actually, there's been way more than just two or three. And I want you to know something. People who try to dismiss Bible prophecy say, oh, well, you know, that's just normal um, seismic activity. It's just normal earthquake activity that's always going on across the world. That's what they say. Did you know that's been researched? And did you know that it is a fact that there are more and more earthquakes occurring more often together and with greater intensity on average across the world. 
That's true. That was one of the signs the Lord said would be characteristic of the time before he returned. Deal with it. Famines. I don't have to explain that. You know that famine is stalking humanity across the world right now. And all that has to happen at this point is a major war, as in a third world war, to occur. And famine's going to be very well known across the world. Pestilence. That's like locusts and things that harm people. That's obvious. Here's one. Wars and rumors of wars. Have you heard about any wars lately? (laughs) The 20th century became known as the century of war. And so far, the 21st century is making a good run for the title. But if you sit down and list the areas where wars are occurring and wars are like like kind of a uh, cold war, it's not a shooting war yet, those are everywhere. But many people who are very smart believe that we're on the verge of a third world war right now, and this one will have nuclear and biological weapons. Say, are you just saying this to scare people? No. Open your eyes and listen to the news once in a while. Pick any news channel you want to listen to. There are wars and rumors of wars. There's ethnic conflicts, like nations. That's what that means, that ethnicities, and I'm, I'm sure that involves religions many times. Kingdoms fighting each other. There's persecution and martyrdom. I mean, just right about New Year's week. Um, I don't remember now the exact number, but there were many Christians murdered in Nigeria. Just murdered because they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This goes on a lot all over the world. And people are starting to notice that because they believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and the word of God, they are being persecuted, if if not martyred, across the world. Now, I want you to know something. We don't need to do a better job, get our act together, and make everybody behave. This is the message today. This ship is going down, baby. And if you stay on it and don't get on the rescue ship of the Lord Jesus Christ, you're going down with it. This ship is going down. But what about a peace treaty and and the UN? And can't we fix all this? Can't we just, just get along? This ship is going down. If you want to waste your time making repairs on a sinking ship, knock yourself out. I'm living for the next world. I'm getting on the rescue ship that's come. That's belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. You're not going to fix your religion or your country. Should we try to have a good influence? Sure. But my hope is not in the here and now. It's in the future with Jesus. Now, here's one 
a sign, discerning the signs of the times. Here's one that is huge. And I bet you have no idea this is one of the signs. I bet if you go to church, you've not heard one mention of this the way I'm going to mention it. But it's a massive one. Here's a huge sign. The Lord Jesus Christ and and the Bible that he inspired at large makes it very clear that Israel will again exist as a nation in the last times. And for a variety of reasons, but one huge one, it will be the object of the world's hatred on a level that's never been achieved before. And I'm going to give you a date, October 7th, 2023. You know what that date refers to? You may not. Let me tell you, and you'll remember this happened. That's when Hamas, the terrorist organization, launched a surprise attack, about 5,000 attackers all over, uh, I believe it was southern Israel and probably, I don't know this part, but maybe other places in Israel too. And then, of course, all the attacks that have continued since then. October 7th, 2023, among Jewish people in Israel, they look at the way Americans look at Pearl Harbor or 9-11. This was a, a formative moment for the nation of Israel. Do you know that Israel went out of business as a nation for nearly 2,000 years? Their language, you know, Hebrew was dead considered a dead language, not used hardly at all, except maybe by scholars. It just didn't exist, although the Jewish people were scattered all over the world. Well, one of the big signs of the end times is Israel would be regathered to the land. That happened in 1948. I think it was May 15, 1948. Israel was reborn in a day just like God said they would be, when the resolution was passed at the United Nations and they became a nation again. This never has happened in world history. If you go out of business as a nation for 2,000 years, you're not coming back. But this valley of dry bones came back. Israel is a nation again. And They had to be a nation because God said they would be, but also because they would be the object of the world's hatred in the end times. Did you notice that when this event happened on October 7th, 2023, how the nations were just stepping all over each other to line up to condemn, not Hamas, but to condemn Israel as a terrorist nation? That's unheard of. There's always been, you know, that criticism from terrorist groups and this group and that group. But I mean, entire governments and countries and leadership teams were lining up to join the, uh, you know, Bash Israel parade after October 7th, 2023. That is a major sign major sign. 
And if you read in Matthew 24, you'll see just how serious this is. I don't know exactly where we are on the timeline for the Lord's return and the rapture of the church and then the, uh, the tribulation, the 70th week of Daniel occurs after that. I can't tell you it's next week, next month, next year. I don't know that. Nobody knows that. But we should wake up and realize we live in very serious times. And what I want to say to all of you listening today is if you love and know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, you and I, yes, we have to have a job and and we're to provide for our family and all of those things, and I understand that. But in addition to that, we have a responsibility to occupy until he comes. We need to be about the Lord's business. We need to be praying for people, talking to people, finding ways to present Jesus to people. We do not need to be absorbed in this world or, or try to remain on this ship, like rearrange the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's going down. And we are discerning the signs of the times. It's time to be saved and to live like we're saved and help others to be saved. Now, if you came to this podcast today, maybe it's your first time or the first time in a while, or maybe you listen all the time, but you're not sure you're a Christian or you know you're not, or you listen out of curiosity. Listen, you need to realize the times in which you are living. You need to be discerning the signs of the times. I want you to turn in faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ, that you're a sinner. He, is, he paid the price for your sin, that you're turning from sin to a Savior, Jesus Christ. And he will enable you to be born again where you have a, a new life come into your life. Him, actually, by his Spirit, comes to live in you. And not only are you forgiven at that point, born again, a new spiritual life, and you have a guarantee of a future in heaven with him, but he will begin to grow you and use you for his glory until he comes. Now, any of us could pass away tonight, tomorrow, this week. We don't have any guarantee. We need to be sure that we're a Christian I want you to trust the Lord Jesus Christ if you have any doubt. This ship's going down. The rescue ship is ship Jesus, and you need to get off this Titanic and board the ship Jesus. Think of it like that. I'm going to give you a phone number that you can call if you need to talk with someone about these important things. I'm going to say it twice, 888-388-2683, 888-388-2683. That'll be a Christian ministry. You're not calling me, but it's a Christian ministry, and they have people who can talk with you about coming to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ or becoming stronger spiritually 
in him. Well, that's all I've got for today, and I'll be back next week with the next episode of This Week in the Word. I feel like the Lord is helping me narrow down what I should teach on next. We usually do a book of the Bible, uh, normally the New Testament, verse by verse, and I just want to be sure about what I think He would have me teach on. Thanks for listening today. Please like this episode. Follow the podcast if you've never done that. And share this episode with someone right now. Thank you. Bye-bye.